Hello, good evening everyone listening. This is Kevin Finkel here. Welcome to episode number 34 of Magic the Vinyl Frontier. This is a podcast all about the Magic Frontier format, where we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, powerful, and interesting in the world of Frontier. And I am Ryan Schwenk, the Japan hobbyist, playing Frontier out of Tokyo, Japan. All right, Ryan, it feels like it's been a little while since we've been on, so I'm really looking forward to this, getting to hear a little bit of what's going on in the world of Frontier today. So, just a little bit of a... Let's step back, take a look at the meta, see what's going on, see what we've missed, see what's new, and uh, talk about some decks. So I know that you've got a big tournament coming up this weekend. Yeah, I'm planning on doing the uh, Frontier, uh, God of Frontier trial in uh, Hallelujah. It's on Sunday, and uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to be playing yet. I know what the meta is going to be like. It's probably going to be a lot of uh, red-based decks. I think the last few tournaments were won by, uh, like, you are insole or sorry blue red insole or blue red uh pro s hmm. so uh i'll be i'll be preparing for aggro again All right. always, and there's always going to be jeskai tempo there as well yeah so let's talk a little bit about what the meta's like and what you think would be fun to play for this kind of weekend tournament whether it's something that's super competitive or just some fun new things we can do now that uh core 2019 is hit and we can get our hands on some cards Hmm, there's definitely a lot of new cards that are going to be showing up. Whew. Yeah, I mean, this will be the first big tournament there that has uh, M19 in it, probably. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm really interested to see what the uh, the Japan crowd does, because I know they've already been doing some interesting things, so we'll see what, uh, you know, yeah, people are already playing Assault Formation, if they're going to go yeah, crazy. Yeah, with Arcades, right? Oh, yeah. He's interesting. So, like, so like I know it's not as good with, like, the Coco idea. Mm-hmm. Because the deck has mainly, you know, a lot of three drops, but, uh, you know, you draw a card whenever you play a defender, I believe. Yeah, that's kind of what I said, is that I don't think it fits in quite the deck that they were already playing, but it's certainly, uh, they can make a deck around him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I definitely think there's going to be some spice at Hallelujah this weekend. Every, somebody always brings good spice, so you know, we'll see some new some kind of a new deck. All right, so let's start off with uh, where the meta kind of was last time we got a chance to speak. Mm. Um, we're not going to do like a full overview here, but what's strong right now? You were saying uh, a lot of red decks. Yeah, I think red is that you know the archetype to beat uh, in Frontier, both on Untap and in Hallelujah. Yeah, I'd agree There's... there. I think a lot of Tark decks have been showing up. A lot of people, I've kind of felt some people almost frustrated that it's very hard mm-hmm. to be able to play against the very red or very aggressive decks and be able to play against the control decks at the same time. And I think we've talked about mm-hmm. that on the show that you're kind of stuck between being good against one or the other if you're something like an Abzan deck. Yeah. I mean, Abzan has some really good cards to play against uh, Atarka. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but if they go all in on those, then they, they lose the control metagame. Yeah, and if you're playing Scrap Heap Scrounge round two, then you're going to get run over by Atarka. Yeah, yeah. So either you have to be able to race Atarka somehow, or you have to be able to go wider uh, and block them. But yeah, um, red is definitely, you got to be able to deal with burn, I think. That's uh, showing up a lot more recently, especially in those Atarka decks as well. So life gain, life gain, life gain? Yeah, definitely. Seems like a safe place to be at. Have you looked at a life gain deck? You know, there was a lot of tools for it in core. I'm wondering if, uh, I mean, I know that you were looking at Angels a little bit, is on that same line, but... Uh... Yeah, Angels might be a little bit too slow. I mean, Angels are more like a control deck. You know, mm-hmm. I'm looking like at, at Johnny's Pride Mates and uh, the Vanguard, and, you know... There, and, uh, Lone definitely... Rider is always fun. 
Lone Rider's good. I think we talked a little bit about that last last time. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep trying. There's a lot that. of tools. <laughs> Maybe the horses. Okay. Um. So, what is kind of our plan to beat a tar- uh, to beat blue red to beat these aggro decks? I mean, I kind of see a few ways you can do it. You can be kind of an aggro deck that's good against other aggro decks. You could mm-hmm. be a mid-range deck that's really focusing on beating those aggro decks. You know, run a lot of that mm-hmm. life gain cards, run things like Gifted Aetherborn in the main deck, mm-hmm. run Ishkana. Or other control decks that we think can focus out on beating aggressive decks. Mm. So those are kind of the three ways we can go with it. Do, what are there is viable there that you want to talk about? Well, against aggro versus aggro, I kind of really like hardened scales. I've, I've been testing against it, and the deck has just performed really, really well against various aggro decks you know being able to throw down a you know a huge creature on turn two or turn three like a walking ballista and just pinging all those you know one one tokens is really powerful yeah i think that's a deck that has been killer for a long time it's always been something that we've said it's good against tarka and it's something that i feel like hasn't we haven't seen very much of in japan i think it would be great if you managed to play that this weekend and blew mm. some people up with it and what what does it play that's uh New from like Dominaria or mm. M19 though. No, I don't hate. Like I was testing out with the new Ajani in the deck because mm-hmm. it's plus. You know, it puts counters on two things. That's really good with hardened scales and play. And mm-hmm. it's minus. It'll bring back the snake, the um, the mm-hmm. winding constrictor. I don't know if that's good enough to make a slot in there, but that's that's something that's an option. Other than that, I don't think there's too much that's um, from Core 19. I'd really be looking for. I know the Japanese players were playing with the uh, Hadana's Climb, I think it was, that yes. doubles up. They were kind of playing more of a Sultai version. I'm not sure if I like that so much. I've played the Sultai version. I think that Hadana's Climb is nice because it it's repeatable value, which you don't have a lot of otherwise in the deck. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you're just stuck in a place where you've got all of your enablers and nothing that gets counters, or you've got counters and nowhere to put them. So it's nice to have something that uh, it's sort of a repeatable effect. Yeah. What do you think might be uh, showing up uh, as a... Or what do you think might be a good choice to fight against aggro decks if you want to play aggro? So I'm wondering if anything of the like the white decks, the things that will be running, you know, knights and things like that, that might be able to fight Well, the, the... knights are a little bit too slow, right? That's true. They're probably a little slow. Um, but things like um, any of the white weenies deck, I, I tend to like mm-hmm. those in the aggro. Uh, as but well then... as an, an aggressive Abzan can be focused against like we've been saying, has been focused against red. Did those, like, um, always watching decks, did they have any kind of life gain before? I don't remember. Hmm. Um, I know there was I mean, a lot of one-drops. There's the 3-1 the who's... Glory-bound initiate is always really good mm-hmm. if you can pull that off. So, yeah, that's another mm-hmm. one. Is like those uh, those bent human-style decks can be good into a Tarka. I think uh, someone else was playing, like, a green-white... Uh, aggro-ish type deck that was playing, you know, of course, uh, Jermoka's Command with mm-hmm. the Initiate you know, attack and then fight to get that extra life. That's worked pretty well for that type of deck. Definitely. That's... I, I think that was also playing the uh, Rallier. Okay, Renegade more, Rallier. Yeah, I'm not sure if you were, you were trying that out or if uh, someone else was trying that out recently, but that also seems like a, a possible aggro-ish deck that could you know, get enough value bringing back like your Russian clerics or, you know, other, you know, life Certainly, gain cards yeah. to deal, to deal with, uh, Atarka. Um, I think another, that would be good. 
I think another way to fight against uh, aggro is just just to deal more damage qu- more quickly, like Insul does. Hmm. You know, five damage, you know, with Insul artifact turn two, and then Shrapnel Blast. I think that works. All right. What about um, other options? So, do you think it's a good idea to go a little bit more mid range? Play things like you know, Siege Rhino or a lot of removal, Colgan's command, just kill everything that the Atarka decks play, that the uh, Insul decks play, and then you'll stabilize with something like a Planeswalker. Well, would you consider Mono Black Zombies to be kind of aggro? Or some kind of mid-range? Well, I haven't really seen it be much of a deck yet. I think that the way you'd want to play Mono Black would be more aggressive, that you could be a very aggressive deck with that. You know, just play mm-hmm. all of the Lords and not worry about your mana being any trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Zombies has a lot of mid-range tools, but they've never really worked, so... I, it's not something that I've seen be a successful deck yet. Okay. So yeah, mid range. Um, yeah, Abzan mid range. I mean, it could work. Um, I've seen people playing a lot of Kalithas main, and I've seen people playing the uh, was it the Gifted Aetherborn? I think the two mm-hmm. three. Um, someone yeah. showed up with that two seasons ago, and they they did pretty pretty decent, I think. And that wasn't me saying don't play zombies, by the way. That was me saying, hey, I haven't seen it yet. I want you guys to, if somebody can figure out zombies, go, please play it and uh, show me how it yeah. goes. There's a lot of good new cards in, in the set, like Death Baron and whatnot, that I think yeah. might be able to push it over you know, the tier two edge. Yeah, that'd be nice um, if we can, uh, some kind of critical mass of lords seem to be what it's having now. I also really like that we finally have a 2-2 for one in black. Mm-hmm. The two two for one. Which one's that? The uh... it's uh, Diagraph Ghoul comes into play tapped. It's a oh, reprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing fancy, huh. but it's a it's a pretty aggressive card. So with that, with uh, what Crypt Crypt Caller, I think was the the other one one in that Crypt deck. Breaker and was the one one. There's also the two the one. Two one. The, yeah, yeah. The Jackal. So that that deck becomes both faster and has a better end game now. I think because of stuff like Death Baron and. Lord of the Accursed, you know, mm-hmm. uh, doubling up on the uh, the Anthem effects. Um, what are your? Would you say that Bant Company is more of a mid range, or is that more like a combo deck? I think that's that's mid range. Uh, that's in Frontier. That's mid range. Uh, I know there's not a ton of mid range in Frontier, but I think for Frontier that ends up being mid range. And I think Bant Company of various kinds can be very good right now. Um, mm-hmm. The Humans deck has always been strong. I don't think it got anything new in M19. I think that the other Bant Company deck, like the one that's not human-based, it did get a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that the uh, Militia Bugler is a very strong card that would fit into that deck well. So, you know, Reflector Mage, it finds it finds Spell Queller, mm-hmm. it finds Sylvan Advocate if you're playing that. Um, it finds a new 2-3 with a Thornwood Archer or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or Thorn yeah, Lieutenant, I've, that's it. I've noticed that there's a lot more... How do I say uh, non-human uh, cards? Like I think that that horse, the two-three horse, that gains you three life. Um, mm-hmm. The the shield mare. Shield mare. That's a, that's a possible card that you could play in a, a non-human company deck. Bat spirits um, is going to get a lot of uh, new tools. You know they have like the remorseful cleric, which is a great sideboard card. I I think against you know like these graveyard decks. So. Yeah, possibly Definitely even more if you're... Mm-hmm. I'm interested in Spirits. I haven't um, gotten to do the testing on that yet. I know it's on my list to do. Um, I'm not sure if the Lord will get them there, but I'd like to see that deck be able to be something. 
Well, hasn't like the problem with Bent Spirits always been like just the life gain? I mean, it has. You're you're able to go over over their head. You're able to you know just deal damage, and they can't they can't block. But against decks like Atarka Red, do they just die? Yeah, I think that's one of the problems that they don't have a great matchup into the hyper aggressive decks. I also don't think that they've traditionally had a very good control matchup, just because their creatures aren't as aggressive as something like a darker mm-hmm. red. They take one to two extra turns, and that's usually all that control needs to stabilize the board with a sweeper mm-hmm. or a Liliana. And that's the other thing, is they've always been really bad against Liliana. Yeah, there's not a fast enough clock. Their other problem has always been that Reflector Mage is not a spirit, and if you're playing blue-white as like a mid-rangey tempo deck, you mm-hmm. kind of want Reflector Mage, and then that ruins all your synergies. Mm-hmm. You really end up relying on like cards like Rattle Chain to uh, yeah. give you guys Hexproof. Yeah, and that can be awkward. Um, what else would you consider mid-range? I, I'm thinking. I know. I think. I'm thinking of a lot of decks right now, but I'm not sure if they're combo or mid-range. Like, what about like the uh, green-black rights deck? Hmm. So Crypto like, remember that? Yeah, yeah, I vaguely remember that deck. Sort of a it's aristocrats deck. deck, or yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like, you could probably play Feralize Charm. Sorry, Feralize's song. I think is the name of the song one of Feralize. The uh... Yeah, that kind of gives you a double up on that effect. I've never had much luck with that kind of deck in Frontier. I think that usually what people go to for that kind of deck in Frontier is Rally, which I was Mm -hmm. definitely going to mention today because I think that Rally's got some new tools that might potentially make it it a little comeback. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, why don't we kind of move to that? My third topic was going to be some big new changes, and one of the things I was really going to mention is combo decks and graveyard decks. So Mm -hmm. since you were starting to bring it up, combo for me seems like a it's kind of the next step in where the meta will kind of go so if people are trying to beat a tarka they're just gonna say i'm not gonna worry about my life and just kill you yeah well if you're you're worrying about a tarka you're gonna fill up your sideboard with life gain cards you're gonna take out some Mm -hmm. of your your fancier cards that will like a lost legacy you don't want that in your sideboard if you're Mm -hmm. trying to plan against a tarka so as we Mm -hmm. kind of move all those things out of there i think that Maybe combo's the next place to go. You know, if your opponent's tapping out for Ishkanas or five mana planeswalkers, I don't mind the idea of slamming Sahili Rai combo into that. So I feel like combo deck, it, it's going to be a little bit better going forward. At least that's where I think it is. Mm-hmm. Haven't fully gotten to test that hypothesis yet, but it's something I've been saying for a while. And I think that there's a lot of good combo decks in the format right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sahili's always been there. Um, mm-hmm. That'll continue to be a mainstay. Um, I think Marvel will continue to show up in small amounts here mm-hmm. and there. Definitely in Japan, as I've been seeing it. So remember that that's going to be there t- this weekend. Mm-hmm, probably. And then um, uh, I believe Somnus in the Untap Open League uh, made the finals with Jeskai Ascendancy. Yeah, myself as well. I was also playing that Jeskai Ascendancy did well with that. Uh, he had a version yeah. 2. Yeah, I think that that deck is um, It's definitely proven that it's one of the better combo decks in the format. Yeah, like we said, I think previously, there's just it's so much harder to interact with mm-hmm. than like Sahili or like any of the other ones. It's yeah, like it's definitely the don't... truest combo deck. There's not really any backup plan. It's just you're going to mm-hmm. combo off with this or else. And he's had a remarkably good matchup against Atarka decks because he, he can just focus on that for his sideboard plan. Yeah, it's still so fairly I... 50-50, but it's, uh, it's definitely beatable. I felt the same mm-hmm. way with the deck. 
Um, would you say green black elves is combo, or has it moved away from that with like the new cards that we got from M nineteen? Hmm. In some ways, yeah, I would say that it's almost less combo. You're you're not as dependent on I have to flip Westvale Abbey or I have to get a Driven to Despair for for wiping out my opponent's hand. Or the th- Shaman of the Pack. Yeah, I mean Shaman of the Pack's quite mm-hmm. good, but you're not you're not doing the version with like Panharmonicon that I like that you're mm-hmm. trying to kill him with one big shaman. Um, the yeah. fact that they've got a new lord is pretty awesome. I think that deck's going to show up quite a bit. So, hey, if we're if we're thinking about what kind of things you want to bring, make sure you've got things that will take out a number of tokens. You kind of mm-hmm. want like your chain whirlers or your sweepers or uh, there's the plague mare now, something mm-hmm. that'll get rid of the go wide problem that Ooh. elves is going to spit out. Totally forgot about the plague mare. Now, was the plague mare was that uh, all players or is that just your opponents? It's creatures? just your opponents. And it's just a minus one, minus one. I don't know if I've found a slot for that one yet, but uh, that kind of effect interests me right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have to. I haven't played a lot with like these M nineteen cards yet, outside of you know my favorite brews. But uh, I'll definitely <laughs> have to consider that one, especially against cards or decks like Atarka. You get rid of all their tokens. Yeah, but uh, in rally, that would be really good. And I think that was like what you were going to move on to. You wanted to talk a little bit more about Rally, right? So Yeah, I definitely do want to talk about Rally. I think that two things really are helping Rally here. One mm-hmm. is the Stitcher Supplier. That card is mm-hmm. so efficient. It synergizes with Sacrifice because you know, you'll get the second trigger if you're sacking mm-hmm. it. And just uh, it's something that they can do on one, which previously they didn't really have anything to do before. So Yeah, it was always really, really nice. slow. And like I think what they had, uh, Jace was like the fastest thing that they could play usually. Yeah, or I mean, they, or like Elvish Visionary, which didn't do a ton mm-hmm. for the deck. I also quite mm-hmm. like Militia Bugler in the deck. I think that pretty much everything they run gets hit by him. Zulaport is human, and... It doesn't even have to be human, it's just power two or less, so... Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. So Most Jace, Zulaport, Nantuko Husk, mm-hmm. Reflector Mage, pretty much anything in the deck. Mm-hmm, just dig to what you need. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more consistent. Yeah, and you, like you Coco, and then you hit that. That's ten cards you're looking through for, if you're looking for a specific card. And I, I kind of wanted to talk a, a little bit about this card uh, when we were doing our set review, but I believe there's a green black card, Poisoner. I want to say uh, that... it's a four drop. I've definitely looked yeah. at that card. It's the um, hang on the green black uncommon Poison Tip Archer, two mm-hmm. three Reach Death Touch. Whenever another creature dies, each opponent loses one life. So. It can trade with a Smuggler's Copter, which is okay. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest flyer I'm usually worried about. Um, well, for, for me, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it as another Zulaport or cut. Yeah, Zulaport's Cutthroat's um, effect. Effect, like mm-hmm. maybe as our third, fourth, or fifth. Sorry, our fifth or sixth Zulaport Cutthroat. Um, so if you were playing like that green black um, right stack, you know this might. Be all right, or if you wanted to go more for the uh, you know drain combo in rally, maybe you could play this. I think if it were three mana, we'd absolutely be talking because then it would be a cocoa hit, and you wouldn't have to worry about casting rally for six. You could always cast it for five. Um, mm-hmm. At six, it's a little bit, little bit high, but um, it, it's worth trying. I think that if you're testing up the yeah. deck, it doesn't hurt to try it. Um, I don't know. I'd so is this a time to talk so. about how you beat Rally if Rally ever shows up again? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> um, I mean, there are a lot of there's... ways. So Graveyard Hate is pretty good. You've got the 
Tormod's Crypt. I like the... Oh, what is the two-man one? Crook of Condemnation quite a bit. There's also mm-hmm. now this uh, the spirit that can help take care of some of those graveyard problems as well. I like the, the cleric a little bit more, hmm. I think. Just be able to, to swing with your Tormod's Crypt every turn. It also... I mean, flyers are also traditionally good against... Uh... But as, on yeah. top of that, Hallowed Moonlight isn't bad. There's always Dispel, which works against mm-hmm. pretty much anything that they're going to do. And... Um... Yeah, even just flyers and aggressive curve can usually do a pretty good job against rally. Well, especially for aggressive decks, you know, if you, if you for me, like when I was playing like the Mardu tokens, mm-hmm. citing in a Tormod's Crypt is not really something I, I enjoyed doing because it means I had to you know slow down my my deck a little bit by yeah. playing something that does nothing. But you know, being able to have another creature, especially something that has flying, is is going to be really really good. Uh, at you know keeping the pressure on my opponent. Okay. Well, I definitely think that graveyard decks are going to be very scary. This yes. So what what other graveyard decks have you been looking at? Because I definitely have seen I've seen people testing things, and I've tried at least one deck myself that I've really liked with uh, the new graveyard abilities we've got, mainly off of Stitcher's Supplier. Um, I've been really scared of the delve decks that have been showing up, um, hmm. like Gurmaga Angler and. Uh, what's his name, Tassiger. Uh You know, there's been times where I've seen it appear, Tassiger appear like on tier two, like almost modern level uh, type type play or lines of play. Yeah, that's um, definitely possible. You know, you play that turn one Stitcher and then you, you get rid of him and like all your fetches and then bam, you have, you know, a really, really fast clock against your opponent. Um... What was the other card? A Soul Tide Delirium. I think I've also seen uh, people playing. The, what was the so Soul I think we've, Lord? We've oh um, Sidisi. Yes. Yeah, I've seen Sidisi. I'm interested in testing Sidisi. I used to have a Sidisi deck, and then I ended up shelving it. I think I tried moving just to green black. Maybe I'll try that again. Uh, I know that um, I believe it's Mars has been trying that, mm-hmm. and uh, might, might look pretty good. No, but can, can we talk Soulflayer real quick? Yes. I, I think this deck actually does have some legs. Um, one of the biggest things I learned when I was doing a little bit of research for this deck, um, something out of Dominaria, actually, so it was already a tool available to us, is Knight of Grace and Knight of Malice. So mm-hmm. the way they work, they've got Hexproof from Black mm-hmm. or Hexproof from White. So they... And the way that that's worded is that it is a creature with Hexproof. It's not like Protection, where Protection from White is a different ability. Mm-hmm. Protection ability from Protection from Black. Hexproof from black is a hexproof ability. Mm-hmm. That creature is considered a creature with hexproof. So if you exile that creature with Soulflayer, then Soulflayer now has hexproof and first strike. Really? You, yes, you... so that's a really easy way to get one of the most important abilities on him. And then you can... I mean, and those creatures aren't bad to play on their own. you got a judge to uh, check that for you? I, I did have judge to check that for me. Uh, I, I might still want to double check because it, it feels unfair sometimes, but... Uh, you can do something like play a Stitcher Supplier on turn one, mm-hmm. and then you turn over like Gifted Aetherborn and a Knight. Mm-hmm. Then turn two, you've got Soul Flayer, a 4 4, Hexproof, Lifelink, Death Touch, First Strike. <laughs> what deck can beat that? Yeah. Um, it, it certainly beats the aggro decks, and it also does a good job against Control because they really have a hard time dealing with Hexproof. Yeah, I believe the current uh, deck was playing like Zatalpa and like the, uh, mm-hmm. I want to say, five mana Hexproof guy with Cycling. 
or maybe six mana. Yeah, and that's that's a tough way to get hex proof. But if you can be playing you you can still play those like a Ketra mm-hmm. and Zatalpa to try and get, you know, the really big keyword soup. Mm-hmm. But even just being able to have a fair plan of cheap creatures that do really good things it'll make it, and citrus supplier is really the uh the juice here that makes you be able to turn it out turn two turn three yeah be able to play stuff as well um you know set up blockers if you need them and then bringing back the soul flare later is also good because like i said before everything else was really heavy you couldn't play anything until turn four basically mm-hmm. and it's uh it's not an expensive deck either it's, it's something i'm throwing together right now and having a lot of fun with so um, I know a couple might be worth looking. A at. lot of people played Jun Delirium before. Is that gonna get any new tools? No people. I haven't seen much as far as new tools in a while. Um, I think that getting the lands in Dominaria was a little bit of a boost. Mm-hmm. I think that deck's pretty strong though. I mean, they've got a good matchup against Agro. You know, they get to play Kolagon's Command, Liliana, play Ishkana on their main deck. That ends up looking really good against Atarka and. You know, if people do try and move to mid-range, I consider that really a combo deck. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely a place I'd like to be. And, of course, we got to talk about Dredge. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's sort of what we're talking about with all these Stitcher Suppliers yeah. decks. So, like, I think Dredge has the most to gain. Uh, before, I believe it was playing, like, a, more of a Grixis build with uh, the Neonate. Uh, the one that, mm-hmm. you know, the one mana red, red card that you sacrifice... And then uh, discard and draw uh, with... Yeah, that never felt like a good way yeah. to fill up your graveyard. If you can replace that with Stitcher Supplier, I yeah. think that's a huge you upgrade. You just go straight green-black. Or sorry, green-black. Uh, Blue-black. You know, mm. discard your... You know, get rid of your uh, amalgams and all, all those other guys. And then you just can get so much more back onto the battlefield earlier on in the game. I worry about that kind of deck in an aggro meta. Mm-hmm. But I think that there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of power there. There's a lot of grindiness that uh, can last out games. Yeah, a lot of these need a lot of setup, but the payoff. I I feel mm-hmm. like in Frontier the payoffs are getting a lot stronger. Like yes, and and that's exciting. Like you know you still it's still rather fair a ra- a fair format to me. Um, you know you can play a lot of decks and they are competitive, but uh, some decks just go absolutely crazy. You know after like turns or five or six and then it's it's, mm-hmm. it's difficult to beat um what about sideboard cards that you think might uh be showing up in this new meta game so like how important so is graveyard you know sideboard cards gonna be i think graveyard sideboard cards this would be a good time to bring a little bit if you were kind of relaxing on them put those torment grips back in your sideboard you won't regret it. I mean, that's the whole reason why Rally was doing good at Hallelujah is that people had taken out all of their... Uh, their yeah, and their it's hate. easy to do when the deck's not showing mm-hmm. up. So, like, how would how um, would you build I, your sideboard? Like, what what how much would you devote to each of the archetypes? So sideboarding is definitely a... Uh, it's an acquired skill. There's some complication. I mean, you, you kind of want to think about how much you have to take out in each matchup, how much your most important matchups are, and what cards are so impactful that they'll really change a matchup if you can get them mm-hmm. in. So I think that right now I'm devoting maybe three to six slots against Atarka and those kind of decks. Mm-hmm. Some kind of life gain card that's going to be good against a lot of strategies. Maybe some extra removal or sweepers if I didn't have them in the main deck. Mm-hmm. 
Um, after that, I'm often looking for a couple things versus combo. Like, I don't mind a couple Sorceress Spyglass. I don't mind Duress or Transgress if I'm in those right colors. Um, and I usually do like to have something like the Graveyard Hate, one kind or another, if I'm a slower deck. Yeah. So, you know, that's already, that's 10 or 11 cards. You can put in a couple things to make yourself grindier versus control, mm-hmm. something like an Argul's Bloodfast or a Tireless Tracker, depending on what kind of colors you're in. Yeah, it's 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 gotten. A, I mean, I love deck building uh, and brewing in mm-hmm. in Frontier, but it's it's gotten a lot more challenging. There's so many more things you have to worry about now than you know when Frontier first started, you know, uh, about two years ago. Yeah, I'd say so. I think that I think that's healthy. I think that it's good that you can't simply jam what you want, plan for one card, yeah. and yeah, be able to always win. I like that you're kind of pulled and that there's so many viable decks in the meta that you do have to be able to play against everything. And there's some things you're never going to be perfect against. I don't think it's like modern at times where there's been Jun decks that are post-board, their 60% win rate against any single deck in the format just because they can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't really talk a lot about Control at all. Do you think Control has uh, any new, new cards worth mentioning? I don't think they have much that's new. I don't think they need much that's new. I think they're still totally viable. I think that they maybe want to be a little bit more focused on beating a Tarka, but mm. they'll do a great job if they can. Cause I, and uh, the more that people try and beat a Tarka, the better control is going to be. And I know, uh, you know, like we just talked about Stitcher Supplier and these graveyard decks, those decks have a lot more inevitability uh, against control. Of course, you know, I think they, I wouldn't call it card advantage, but it's going to force mm-hmm. Control to use a lot more of their cards. So, I don't know. I th- Things that come back like Scrap Heap's Crown Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think what I'd say is just uh, don't slack on your win cons. I know some people like to, you know, they'll go down to two Gear Hulk, maybe one or zero Liliana. Don't do that. Keep keep some uh, win cons in there so you can actually win those games. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to remove everything every time, so... uh Make sure you've got a plan to win the game. I don't think Teferi is a on his own a win con mm-hmm. in control. So we, we talked a lot today about uh, decks we think are going to be showing up, decks that you need to prepare for, but I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about what decks, what what are some emerging decks or some emerging archetypes that you, mm-hmm. you have noticed you know, in your, your testing over the last few weeks. Maybe they're not good enough yet, but maybe during the season after some testing or by the next set they might be playable i think that it's some of what we've been saying already like i've been said like i've said i think that the coco decks are coming back a little bit i think that graveyard decks are coming back strong um and a few tribal decks i think the elves is definitely going to show up spirits might show up you might see something like humans as well Mm -hmm. that may have been sitting lower for a while I don't have anything too crazy. I've definitely been trying some crazy things and just being like, eh, dragons isn't good enough. Wizards isn't good enough. Mm. Um, well, I don't know if it's wizards, but the uh, Pearless deck, the blue-red Pearless deck, just won a uh, Frontier Trial, I believe, like two or two Yeah, I did ago. see that. I, I think that could be good. I, I was trying a deck with, like, wizards. I was actually running, like, Fiery Temper mm-hmm. and Wizards Lightning and Lightning Strike, just a lot of burn. Um, I don't think that quite got there. <laughs> but I'd be happy to play any deck that can run uh, Fevered Visions at its sideboard. Yeah, there, there's that other blue card, the um, Psychic Convulsions, I want to say. I think we talked a little bit about that in the, the uh, 
the uh, set reviewers or psychic corrosion, which is like yes, I was expecting double tutelage people basically. to immediately be like, bam, tutelage. Yeah, um, I think that probably the aggressive decks are holding that back right now, but I think that I think that that should be out there. I think people should be trying that. Whoever's listening now, go out and uh, throw something together. See what you can do with it. Well, like I was saying earlier about Jeskai Senesi, the one of the ways they've been beating um, uh, aggro decks is with Thing in the Ice. I know I've, that's been a running gag, but seriously, though, it's really good in, in that type of I deck. Mean, I mean, I don't think that's the right. I don't think that's right at all. Um, so that, that was the version that uh, Somnus was yeah. using to... He had Thing in the Ice as an option in his main deck. Uh, we've tested with that, uh, and we definitely think the versions that have dorks, mm-hmm. so like... Uh, creatures that tap for mana they're two to three turns faster a lot of the time so it, it's just so much better to be able to win off the combo using a mana dork than trying to go for the thing in the ice plan at least main deck mm-hmm. i think that thing in the ice has some validity as a sideboard card mm-hmm. all right well i think uh, that pretty much covers everything i wanted to talk about today is there anything yeah. else? Yeah, I think Matt would be proud that we brought up Thing in the Ice, even if it wasn't in a, a Kolagon or a Grixis uh, control deck. Yeah, I'm, I'm really uh, excited to see what's going to show up at the uh, God of Frontier this weekend, or at the, uh, the hmm. trial. So hopefully uh, by our next podcast, I'll, I'll have a little small report I can give you about that. Yeah, I think if I were going to bring up one more thing, if you still had time, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about kind of the maybe five best combo decks. So I'd say something like Sahili, mm-hmm. Marvel, I would say Jun, because I count that as usually combo. Mm-hmm. I would maybe say Rally is up there. Um, Ascendancy is now mm-hmm. probably on my top five. What are the next three to five combo decks that I, if you're doing like a top 10 list? Because uh, I think that there are other really tier two combo lists that could break through the way Ascendancy did. And I'm kind of wondering like, what do you think the next best well, like the, the next best combo. Well, what is your, that, what is your definition the, uh, of combo? I'm fairly loose with it. I mean, I think that it's something that has an unfair plan. That you know, you're not playing fair magic if you're doing a combo deck. You're doing something that you do this and it wins the game on its own. Like I guess I would kind of say that hardened scales is kind of a combo deck because once you get out the snake <sighs> and you get out like the scales on turn one, and then you put out like your uh, you play like double Nissa or something like that, and it's like game over. You have all these things. Maybe I could say that for the modern version mm-hmm. of it, which is able to run um, Ravager and Steel Overseer and some fun things like that. I don't think that the uh, the Frontier version is an unfair deck. Mm. It, it does still... It attacks with creatures and deals damage the, the traditional way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other combo decks, other than Rally and Sahili, um, yeah, just got Ascendancy. Um, I don't know. What were you thinking about? What other possible combo You know, decks I was thinking there? of things like Storm, you know, Aether Flux, Reservoir decks, yeah, maybe yeah, with yeah. Psy. Um, Sram, oh, yes. So new, um, um, Sram's expert. Sorry, not Sram, but Sram the uh, Artificer, right? Yeah, there's kind of like the Sram, and you've also got Psy now, so if you're playing a bunch of cheap artifacts, so Psy Master Thopterus, whenever you cast an artifact spell, you create a Thopter. You could even run the blue-red, I think it's Joyra, draws a card yeah. whenever you play an artifact. I, some people were trying out Jeskai Cheerios last uh, set, and it, it did all right, especially mm. with, like, Mox Amber. Um, it gave you a lot of free things, just cast, 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 and then, you know, like you said, use the Aether Flux Reservoir. It's not a bad deck. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to see if that deck could ever show up. I'm also waiting to see if um, the, the combo with Eldrazi Displacer and... Um, 
Oh, what is that brood monitor? I want to yeah. say it is. Yeah, the one that puts three uh, one-one Eldrazi creatures into play. There's also, if you, if anyone out there has been following our YouTube channel, there's that Daggerburn deck that I've mm. seen show up a couple times. I think that that deck, when I've seen it, it looks like it has a lot that it could be improved on, and it was doing all right with the the very unimproved version. So I, I could see that being somewhere out there as well. And that was the one that won with the Trespassers Curse. It put four of those on there, and I believe they had Panharmonicon as well. And mm, they had Panharmonicon, mm-hmm. and then they had a bunch of ways to bounce and to copy their. Uh, the thing that makes plans for the opponent. It was kind of a cool deck. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm just looking out there for what, what's going to be next in combo, especially if this comes up to be a uh, a combo summer. Mm. I don't know if that's true, but we'll see. Yeah, hopefully not. I'm not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what people show up with this uh, this weekend, though. Yeah. I think that's where we'll have to start, think... and we'll uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah, I think it... I think it'll be more balanced than than last season for sure. We got a lot of Atarka. I think there's still going to be a lot of Atarka, but. We'll have a, a really good balance of combo, aggro, and control, I think. I think so as well. All right, so we're going to look forward to what happens out of the God of Frontier this weekend. We also, the I believe the UOL Frontier League signups are open yeah, now. Yeah, 16th, 16th is going to be the deadline, I believe. Ooh, so that's fast approaching. This might even be already out by the time that ends. Yeah, for the signups. So, oh yeah i think just uh monday okay so hopefully you guys signed up mm-hmm. we'll probably tweet as well so everyone out there uh knows about it um and that will hey we might even mention that in our upcoming cast mm-hmm. then. are you doing the open by so, by chance the no i didn't i'm not able to do the open this weekend uh well the open was last weekend right oh that was the frontier sorry there's a standard open this weekend never mind right yeah all right, but anyways, uh, contact us. Like I said, we'll be tweeting out from at MTG Frontier. We're MTG underscore Frontier on Instagram, reddit.com, MTG Final Frontier, and of course, our website, uh, which is mtgfrontier.net. All right, and if you guys want to contact me, uh, I am Yo Schwenke on Twitter, and my website is www.thejapanhobbyist.com. All right, and as always, for everyone out there, we look forward to being your go-to source for Frontier information online. Your final frontier, signing off.